an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. So in today's episode, I go over what is happening on the planet, energetically speaking, as well as some of the things you can look for in your body to get some better understanding about what maybe you're processing out or working through so that you can better assist yourself through that process. So one of the things I talk about is looking at the chakras. So a chakra is an energy wheel or an energy center. It's a major intersection of nerves, and it can carry certain information. And that information can be very helpful for trying to understand your health. So in this episode, I go over the different chakras and what to look for if you're trying to heal. Let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. This podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Let's talk about what's going on on the planet. So we are currently going from a uh, third chakra mentality, which is around control, organization and order and power and greediness, that sort of energy to a more community-based energy. So more loving, more connection, more valuing of people and their skills and more equality. So that's the transition that we're making right now because old systems are crumbling and people are starting to really appreciate the things that they did have and also recognize the things that they didn't like or that they were subscribing to, things that they just took as the way things were. So they're starting to really question everything. And I know uh, many of us are realizing certain things about how we took for granted the life that we had before, you know, being able to go to restaurants and have people make our dinners or serve us. Or I know one person, he lost his brother right before COVID happened. And he said, I didn't realize that it was such a gift to be able to be there, you know, as he passed, you know, like, I feel really lucky that I was able to be there all those times. And I didn't have restrictions on the amount of time I could spend with him. So we're all realizing how much we took for granted. So as we realize that we're healing And we're starting to look forward to and build that energy of love and gratitude for the things that bring us joy. So as a planet, we're healing in that way, but also we are internally healing, though we have gone through and we are continuing to go through a healing crisis. So the fourth chakra is really about storing the energy and information around connection, around love, around friendships, around how we treat ourselves and others. 
what's interesting about this chakra is that I really realize exactly how important the fourth chakra is, which is, you know, placed over the heart. And when I was doing all those healings for people, I started realizing that the root cause of much of people's dis-ease was from their heart chakra not being healed. That's why I really focus a lot on healing trauma because trauma would be stored in the fourth chakra. There's this really significant relationship between the amount of trauma that you have and the the health that you have. So by releasing that trauma, we wind up having more health. And when you think about it, trauma really is something that's going to set off our fight or flight. So that's why I love tapping and I talk about EFT and the importance of it, because when I helped people to heal their fourth chakra, their whole body started to heal. And it turns out that uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, was talking about in the Broken Brain series, I think it was a second one, how the heart center or the energy of the heart or the heart chakra, essentially, is the organizer of the field. So it's like the um, conductor of the field. So it tells the organs and the energy what to do. And when that is not functioning properly, of course, you can imagine if you have a non-functioning conductor, like if he's up there drunk or something, or it doesn't even show up, you know, some people are just so closed off, the rest of their body is going to suffer. So right now we're going through this healing process by losing our connection with others. It's an interesting paradigm because sometimes we really, as humans, need to experience the bad in order to understand the good. And we're kind of seeing that now. Like people are like, oh my gosh, I really miss this. I miss that. I miss this. I miss that. You know, and it's about the things that they once took for granted. And the same is true now for uh, relationships and hugs and seeing people and not worrying and going to ball games and whatever else that we used to do that we're now missing. And so therefore, it's, we're going through this healing crisis. But at the same time, we have this opportunity to start to heal the fourth chakra and looking for the ways that we may not have been showing love to ourselves or the fact that we haven't been in gratitude much of the time. And really, when we're in gratitude, we're really going to be healing the fourth chakra. So one of the things that I absolutely love to do and I started doing when I first got into all of this was to list the things that I was grateful for every night before I fell asleep. That alone changed my sleep drastically. So it used to take me an hour and a half to two hours to fall asleep. I can't even imagine that anymore, but it really was that long. Um, I think because my fight or flight was on for so long and for like it was turned up to an 11, working in the New York City public school system and living in New York City and growing up in a big family and just, you know, actually also eating all the things that I wasn't supposed to be eating you know, my fight or flight was really turned on. And then when I started meditating and calming my body down and, you know, feeding my body good things and, you know, through my mouth, but also into my head, you know, like what I was thinking or what I was seeing or feeling or knowing changed. And I was really focused on gratitude. And that drastically shifted my sleep. So I went from an hour and a half to falling asleep in under a minute. That's just insane. That is so beautiful. Because when you think about it, when you say the things that you're grateful for, not only does it just bring all this love into your heart for all the things that you have and all of the experiences that you have, but it also puts you in receiving mode because you're re remembering receiving all these things into your life and, and how that felt to have them and how much it, it relaxes you. So 
when you're trying to fall asleep, like you have to be in receiving mode. You can't go out and get sleep. You can't just grab it and like bring it to you. You have to wait for it to become you. And that's why this practice of gratitude was so helpful because I was relaxing into sleep. And sometimes I'd fall asleep when I was only on, you know, 10 or something like that of saying what I was grateful for. Anyway, that so that's just a helpful tip. Another tip is to really look at your body. So spending time on sitting with your body and checking in with where you're having issues in your body. So like there's wisdom where you have pain, where you have discomfort, where maybe you're not healing as well, or maybe something popped up and you're like, what the heck is that? By sitting with yourself and tuning into those areas, you might get some information. Now, not everybody is really great at that, and that's okay. Like, you know, it takes practice. So I'm going to give you a few tips about like what to look for so that you can kind of start to unravel or recognize what you're going through in this time period in your life. Starting at the bottom, so it would be the first chakra. So the first chakra is anything that has to do with safety. Some people will notice that they're having immune system problems or they have blood disorder problems. So when our safety or our sense of belonging is not there, you know, within a tribe or a community or a family, we can really struggle. So our health obviously is, you know, in fight or flight and and it's causing this cascading effect of chemicals to go throughout our body and compromise our immune system. So if you have something that is, a, you know, an autoimmune disease or something like that, you might want to look at some of the programs that you're running around safety or some of your beliefs or how you feel about belonging. So I remember you know when I was coming out of the closet, that was something that was really being triggered was my sense of belonging and safety. So just something to think about. That's the first chakra. And then the second chakra is, you know, around the hips area. So it is uh, around sexuality and it's also the lower back. And so it can be about finances or feelings. So if you're struggling in any of those areas and you notice that you have like lower back pain or you have fibroids or things like that, you, you might want to look at that. You know, what's interesting is if you're a female, you have a uterus, but also men in this area can carry this energy of creation. So if there are a lot of projects that you've been working on or trying to bring to fruition, I should say, and they're just not coming, you know, you might look at what is your body doing in that area? Like, do you have stuckness in your hips? Are you not moving forward with those projects? Or, you know, is there a bunch of things that have been created like fibroids that really aren't serving you well? So it's stuck energy that's just there. You know, this is not medical advice, but it's just something to look for because it can give you some insight into what's going on in your body. So moving up to the third chakra, if you're experiencing a lot of digestive problems, what you're going to want to do is you want to look at the dynamic of control and empowerment. So you're going to want to look at, you know, where do I feel like I don't have control in my life? Like, what am I trying to control? Am I trying to control things or people outside of me or events outside of me or things I really don't have control over? You can choose to let go of those things. And that would be the form of empowerment. So you're taking back your control. You're taking back your power and saying, I can control how I relate to this thing. And that should help some stomach issues that you have going on because you'll be able to bring back the energy to that area and that's going to help with digestion and assimilation of nutrients. 
So moving up to the fourth chakra, what you're going to want to look for is constant lung problems or chest pains or breast cancer can be a sign of, you know, dysfunction in that area. Anything that might be going on in the chest lung area, you know, breathing, you know, you want to look at why can't I take a deep breath or why do I have this chronic cough? It's interesting, you know, over time, I've had several layers come out from my fourth chakra because, first of all, we always are experiencing some sort of trauma, it feels like, in life. It's a, it's a learning experience. That's why we're here. We come here because it's tough and we want to learn. And turns out I brought in a lot of energy from my mom, you know, in terms of uh, grief. So unfortunately, for many years, for many families, working on the self or taking time for the self was viewed as selfish or something that people only with a lot of money did, or it was something that was a waste of time. So a lot of us are walking around now with this awakening and this spiritual knowingness, but also carrying a lot of baggage from our ancestors. So, you know, it's important that if you've had something from like the beginning, let's say for me, it was asthma from the beginning. It's probably more of an indication of something that you picked up in utero, or it's something that you might be carrying from your ancestors. So that's something important to look into is like, why has breathing always been an issue for me? You also can look at the chronic cough and like try to take a look at what that might be about. You know, when did that start? You know, who or what was I doing, you know, or seeing or feeling or knowing at that time? (laughs) Not who were you doing? (laughs) So you'd want to look at who was I around? What was I doing? Where was I going? What stage of my life was I in? So anytime that we're experiencing that kind of symptom, we want to take a look at it more closely to figure out the kind of grief that you're having. So the next chakra I want to talk about is the fifth chakra. And the fifth chakra is all about speaking your truth to yourself, but also to other people. For me, when I was growing up, I had a very large family and um, I was a twin or I am a twin and I didn't have much of a say. So I really didn't find my voice until much later in life. I I didn't even realize that I had choices or (laughs) that I had preferences. It's kind of funny. So later on in life, I really realized that I needed to work on that chakra and really develop it a lot more. I also realized how important it is to look at what you're saying to yourself, especially for perfectionists. If you're always saying, I'm not good enough, or I really suck at this or whatever, it's just such an important lesson to be able to recognize what we're saying to ourselves, because it is a lot worse than even what we're recognizing. Let me tell you, when I sat down for hours at a time for meditation, I really realized like the kind of thoughts that I was having towards myself. And it was really unkind. And I would never speak to a friend that way. So I I like to tell people to really envision that they're talking to a friend and monitor how they would talk to their friends and do that towards themselves. So in the throat area, you might see something like thyroid problems or chronic sore throat or inability to talk, losing your voice. I remember right before a um, photo shoot one time, I got the worst sore throat, like I could hardly swallow. And it turned out when I sat down, I started doing some tapping around my self-expression. So, you know, getting a photo shoot done is not really something that I'm comfortable with or used to not be comfortable with. And it turned out that it was just a form of self-expression for me. And while I wasn't necessarily saying something, it was coming through my body. My energy was saying something. And so I got the sore throat in the morning and then I tapped and then it went away. So it went from like a nine, 10 to a one. 
So the sixth chakra is, you know, where the third eye is. And if you're getting a lot of headaches or you're having a lot of brain fog, this can be where you are sending out too much energy from your sixth chakra. Your sixth chakra is really about creating or manifesting the life that you want. So you want to have positive thoughts in there. You want to be more focused on what you want to create versus worrying about (laughs) the things that you don't want to have created. So worry happens a lot, for instance, in the sixth chakra. And so the sixth chakra of worry or worry in the sixth chakra really is just this idea of sending out the wrong signal. So it's like you're like manifesting the thing that you don't want. You're sending a lot of intense energy around the thing that you don't want. And so it can show up in your life. And you're like, you know, like, that's the last thing that I wanted. So what I try to tell people is to really change that around and and use the energy of worry to dissect what it is that you really want and then focus on that. So you really want to turn it and flip it and say, okay, so I don't want this to happen, but I want this to happen. And then focus on that. And that will grow and bring that to you. You'll start to entangle with that energy. And of course, the brain is all about thinking and has a very strong energy as well. So like the heart chakra is the strongest in the whole field, has the most mitochondria and has the strongest signal. But the brain also does too. So you got to be careful what the brain and the heart are doing in terms of attracting the life that you want. You want to be paying attention to those areas to see what it is that you are attracting. So the last chakra that I'm going to talk about is the seventh chakra. And that's on, you know, like right above the head. And that can also bring about some brain fog and things like that. But, you know, you might have some weird things happening with your hair or could be anything really that's happening in that area. And um, that can be a symptom of identity. So a lot of times when we are going through life, our identity changes, but we resist it. So like we might go from being not being a mother to being a mother, and there could be some resistance in that. There could be a switching in jobs, and there could be resistance in that. There could be a resistance to somebody who's going from being sick to being healed. Like you have to look at how am I doing if my identity changes? Obviously, when the identity changes, it does set off the fight or flight because the body's like, well, now what community do I fit into? Or where's my, you know, where am I in the pecking order? Or what, what is my family? Or who do I feel safest around? So when our identity changes, it really does ping all the chakras. So it's important when you're making these transformations into a different job or, you know, a new role, a new significant role, you know, to take a look at how your body might be doing at that time so that you can have some more information about how the transition is going and what you could do better. So the last thing I'll say about all of these chakras is that if you're having a symptom, you can also look at Louise Hay's app. Um, It's called How to Heal Your Body. And she lists all the symptoms that you may have and like the root cause of it and then how to change it into something a little bit more easy to tap on, you know, to bring you about more awareness. So sometimes I like to consult that as well, you know, so I'll pay attention to my body, see what's going on. And I'll be like, that's really interesting that's happening. And then I'll look it up in her app and it'll say like, this is the the main reason why you're going through this. And this is how you can rephrase it or reframe it. And then you can use tapping for that. So, I mean, this is just a, another way that we can try to heal our bodies 
You know, when we move the energy that's stuck in our body, we wind up having more coherence within our body. We get a stronger immune system, more creativity, and a better connection with our higher self. So we're much healthier. So with that, let's heal together. today's podcast, you're going to love the UR Energy course. I'm going to drop the link below so you can pick up that course. I go much more in depth about the science behind healing and I share the tools and techniques that I use every single day to help my body heal. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.